0: Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.PurposeMCC.com. We're in the season of Thanksgiving. And so what the Lord has dealt with me about for several weeks, Psalm 100 and verse 4 has been on my mind. And it says this, and I'm not going to preach. Just relax, all right? Just relax. We're not going to let anybody go back there and eat anything until everybody can go back there. So just relax. But Psalm 100 and verse 4 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. So the Lord began to deal with me about this thing about thanks, saying thank you, thank you. We say thank you, I I, I tell my wife thank you when she fixes a good plate of biscuits. I say, and every once in a while when I'm really feeling froggy, I say thank you for loving me. We say thank you all the time. But God's been dealing with me about the fact of thank you when it's directed toward heaven. And how thank you when it is directed toward heaven produces something it brings about, it establishes, it produces, it creates something else see there's nothing greater than having a thankful heart but so many times when it comes to our relationship with God or or our acknowledgement of God we thank him based upon how things are going on earth we thank him based upon things that we have we've got a job our health is good the family is good Everybody's good, so we say thank you. But God's been dealing with me about this idea about thank you in spite of all that goes on around you. The story, and and to save time, the story in Luke chapter 17 uh, of the ten lepers that came to Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus healed all of them, but only one of them came back and knelt down and said, thank you, and began to worship him. So, no, we don't know what happened to the other nine, but Jesus said, or asked the question, he said, were there not ten, and where are the other nine that were healed? Only one came back to say, thank you. But we do know this, that the one that came back and said, Thank you. And the Bible says that, uh, that when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. And he went back to where Jesus was. And with a loud voice, he began to glorify God. And, and he began to worship him. The Bible says in verse 16 of Luke chapter 17 that this man fell on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks because he was a Samaritan. Now, the other nine went about their merry way, but one of them came back. He didn't just come back. He came back and began to glorify the Lord. He began to worship and praise the Lord. He fell on his face, which is a sign or symbol or a picture of worship. And he fell on his face and began to honor Jesus, giving him thanks for all that he had done, I can't help but think that maybe the other nine considered themselves to be just good old boys. But the fact that the Bible says specifically that this man was a Samaritan lets us know that he was an outcast to start with. He was not received by society to start with. But he came back and he gave Jesus honor and praise. Now, listen. Listen to what happened. Jesus said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine that are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger? Look at verse 19, what he said. And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith hath made thee whole. Could it be, could it be, and I'm just speculating, but could it be that this man, was the only one that experienced a lifetime of healing. Could it be that the other nine that, that, that just got it and thank you and took off and never turned back, could it be that they didn't experience the blessing that comes along with the healing Like this one man did, your faith has made you whole, Jesus said. What made the others whole? We don't know. We don't even know if they were able to retain that healing. But we do know this, that the one that came back and said, Thank you for what you've done. Receive the blessing from the Lord. So here's the thing that I want to leave you with today. You can say thank you to your wife, you can say thank you to your husband, you can say thank you to your children or your parents, you can say thank you to the waitress that brings your food to your table. You can do all that. You can even come up to me after service today and say, Pastor, thank you that you didn't preach an hour. All right? You can do that. But listen, thanking me and thanking somebody else is one thing. But when you acknowledge the fact that Jesus Christ has done something in your life that nobody else could do, And when you give him the glory and you give him the praise, it changes the whole dynamics of your life. You see, Daniel, and I'm going to be real quick. Daniel, the Bible says in the book of Daniel that Daniel recognized that the writing had been signed that there was not to be prayer to any other person but the king or worship to any other person but the king. The Bible says that Daniel, knowing that and knowing the risk that were involved in what he was about to do, went into his room, turned his face toward Jerusalem, knelt down on his knees, and began to pray and give the Father thanks. Don't let your thankfulness be dependent on whether or not there's a risk involved. The second one was Jonah. And I really wanted to just throw down on this and preach on it. So you're just getting the the small version of it. Jonah was in the belly of the whale. Jonah had been disobedient to God. He had done nothing that God wanted them to do. And he wound up in the belly of the whale. But the Bible says in Jonah chapter 2 that Jonah cried out to God in the belly of the whale. And the Bible says that in Jonah chapter 2 and verse 10, I think it is, or 2, I think it's verse 10, he said, but I with a voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And, and that's about uh, nine verses above that, that Jonah is worshiping and praising the Lord in the belly of the whale. And on that final verse, verse 10 or verse 9, Jonah began to speak with a voice of thanksgiving in the belly of the whale. He began to speak with a voice of thanksgiving. In other words, in the midst of that hell on earth or hell under the water, Jonah said, thank you. Thank you that that I'm not dead. Thank you that I've still got breath in my body. Look what happened at verse 10. The very next verse, the Bible says that God spoke to the fish and it spit him out on the shore. See, there's power in your thanksgiving. You might think that nothing is going right in your life today and you might feel like that you've lost everything and you're depressed and oppressed and all of that and you have no reason to smile today and all of that but if you will recognize that in the in the listen And you can be all of that and still not know Jesus. You can be all of that and be in rebellion against God and all of that. But when you begin to lift your voice and praise the one that is greater than you are, then something will take place. And I believe this morning that God is saying, if you will just begin to worship me more than you're paying attention to the mess that you're in, if you'll begin to lift your voice and give glory to me, more than you're glorifying your problem. God said, I will speak to the problem and you'll find yourself on the other side of it. But I've got to give you one more. And, and we're gonna, we're going to do baptism. Prayerfully, the Lord's willing, all of us in here, this coming Thursday or whenever you do your Thanksgiving, you'll gather your family around the table and 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 all of that, and and uh, you'll have a table full of food and all of that, and and somebody, uh, you know, I re- I remember used to, used to go into uh, Miss Anna's. And and we'd have Thanksgiving meal. And and I really it used to, cause I was shy. Santa would always look at me and say, "Corn, say the blessing." But you know what? Now I go to her house, and everybody in there can say the blessing. Larry says it sometime, Bruce says it sometime, Austin says it sometime, and we could just go on and on because I don't know why I said that anyway. But you're going you're gonna to give God thanks. But let me tell you something about Jesus, and I believe this is going to be something you need to hold on to. The Bible says that Jesus, when he was going to feed the 5,000, The Bible says that he took the loaves in John chapter 6 and verse 11. That he took the loaves, and notice what he did. He took the loaves and he gave thanks to the Father, and then he distributed them to his disciples. Very simple thing here, but very powerful thing. Have you ever noticed that Jesus gave thanks before the multiplication took place. Hmm. Have you ever noticed that Jesus thanked the Father before he ever knew the miracle was going to take place? You see, what God is saying to us today is during this season, don't look at what you don't have. Go ahead and thank the Father because when you thank him, He will bring about the multiplication.